0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, DHS thinks it will give even more business to small firms than it did last year. The plan to merge OPM and GSA is no longer happening. Pentagon's IG is going to be looking at how the Defense Department handles issues of race and gender discrimination. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Homeland Security Department expects for the second year in a row to top more than $6 billion awarded to small firms. That equates to between 35 and 36 percent of all prime contracts going to small businesses in fiscal 2020. DHS Chief Procurement Officer Soraya Correa says while DHS is still refining its totals for last year, she expects to match or come close to what the agency did in 2019. The Office of Personnel Management is quietly abandoning efforts to merge with the General Services Administration. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. OPM told employees it was no longer devoting time or energy to the proposed merger and would instead focus on ways to ensure the agency can function independently. An OPM senior official says the agency is now looking at other options. Members of Congress say the news is welcome, but they have other concerns about the number of political appointees at the agency and the prospect of the president's Schedule F executive order. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Defense Department's Inspector General plans to undertake a new investigation into how the Pentagon handles issues like diversity and inclusion. DoDIG originally announced it would look into its training around race and other issues back in September. However, last week the office said it was canceling that investigation and starting a new project that will focus around a controversial executive order from the White House on combating race and sex stereotyping. In an effort to get in line with a White House executive order issued last year, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is changing how it issues and pulls guidance it gives employers. A set of final rules from the agency will make guidance documents readily available online and also allow time for public input. This is in response to the president's EO in October of last year, which called on agencies to make sure new regulations are doled out more carefully and fairly. A new pilot from the Social Security Administration could help banks verify customers' social security numbers electronically. E-content-based verification will let an initial group of nine financial and data services providers verify online if a person's SSN, name, and date of birth combination matches Social Security records. Individuals must first supply Social Security with written consent, but the agency will accept electronic signatures. The agency will verify the match, but not the person's identity. It plans to expand the program next year. I'm Tom Temin. Another step toward drone deliveries, the Transportation Department announced the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Integration Pilot Program wrapped up last week. The IPP tested ways to integrate drones into everyday life and commercial airspace. It was a public-private partnership between the Federal Aviation Administration, private industry, and several local governments across the U.S. But don't expect to see drones replace delivery trucks tomorrow. A new initiative called BEYOND will pick up where the IPP left off. It will explore further challenges to integrating drones into commercial airspace. The Defense Department makes history with space. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni reports. For the first time, there's now a position in the Pentagon dedicated solely to ideas around space. The Defense Department established an assistant secretary for space policy position. That person will be responsible for supervising the rules and guidelines around space warfare. The position will also coordinate space interests between nations and other government agencies. Justin Johnson will perform the duties of Assistant Secretary until someone is appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate. The move comes after DoD already established the Space Force and U.S. Space Command. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. DOD and GSA are trying again to get a major cloud program off the ground. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. More than a year after its initial award, the General Services Administration and the Defense Department chose the same contractor for the Defense Enterprise Office Solutions, or DEOS contract. GSA announced Friday it picked the team led by CSRA, now known as General Dynamics IT, for the 10-year $4.4 billion blanket purchase agreement. GSA and DOD initially awarded the contract to CSRA in August 2019, only for it to come under protest twice over the last year. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Library of Congress is working with the General Services Administration's Centers of Excellence program to modernize its Copyright Office's contact centers. Its Office of Public Information and Education fields public inquiries about copyrights, such as registration policies and procedures. The Library of Congress and Centers of Excellence will look at current gaps in providing these services and technology solutions that could improve performance. GSA Centers of Excellence have worked with a wide swath of government agencies, including the Departments of Agriculture, Labor, and Housing and Urban Development. The State Department is asking Passport Services employees still out on weather and safety leave to self-certify whether they're considered high risk for COVID-19. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The agency is asking employees about conditions that include currently having cancer, a chronic kidney disease, a severe heart condition, or type 2 diabetes. A local chapter of the National Federation of Federal Employees says employees were told to submit surveys by last Friday asking whether they had any of these conditions. According to Neffy, The State Department will have employees not considered a high risk to return to the office by November 16th. Supervisors will have a conversation with their employees about their status by November 9th. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And the Thrift Savings Plan is changing the way it handles catch-up contributions for its participants. Members who are 50 or older and contribute more than the standard IRS deferral next year will automatically have those contributions count toward the catch-up limit. The change is going to effect in January. TSP participants still have to complete the current process and make a separate election for any catch-up contributions made this year. Participants can contribute a max of 19500 toward their retirements. Under IRS policy, the annual catch-up limit is $6,500. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.